The Red Sox snapped their five-game losing streak after a victory on Monday night against the Cleveland Guardians. Maybe it was a little bit of help from the City Connect jerseys. We'll talk about that in this episode of the Locked On Red Sox podcast. You are Locked On Red Sox, your daily Boston Red Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back into a Locked On Red Sox podcast, and thank you so much for making Locked On Red Sox your first listen of every single day. I'm your host, Massachusetts Pirates team insider, Jake Ignazuski, and we're back on this podcast, but talking a little bit more positively about this current Red Sox team. As I mentioned in the open, they're currently coming off of a five-game losing streak, and now gearing up and just played their first game against the Cleveland Guardians. Luckily, getting off of some of those AL East matchups, we know how that has not worked out so well for the Red Sox during this uh, first half of the regular season, and now a little bit into the second half. and. Sort of what Lauren and I talked about in last episode. This next week or two is so important for the Red Sox's direction for the rest of the 2022 season. You know, Lauren and I talked a little bit about how we both think that they might need to sell. Sort of currently where this team is with the injuries, with how they've played thus far, and also with the amount of holes that they currently have. But they really need to find a way to play over 500 baseball, and find ways to get these wins uh, over this next week or so to fuel some confidence into this front office so then Bloom doesn't go out there and you know trade J.D. Martinez, potentially Xander Bogards, uh, Christian Vasquez, Nathan Navaldi. But, uh, you know, as I mentioned, going to be a little bit more of a positive episode in this one because we're talking about a victory for the first time uh, in around a week or so. Uh, and we saw the Red Sox obviously end the all the uh, right before the All Star break, not in the best way against the New York Yankees. But luckily, start this Cleveland Guardians series. They get the win three to one off the help of a great pitching performance from Nick Pavetta. We saw him go five and two thirds, allowing seven hits, only one earned run, walking three batters, and striking out six. But you know Pavetta is coming off of one of his down stretches. You know we've seen him really ever since he came over to the Red Sox, have some of these great stretches where he really only allows like two runs or excuse me, two hits or so, and really does an effective job. You know, we saw him at the start of April uh, have an eight or so ERA and, and not pitch effectively whatsoever, have massive control issues. And then right after, or right when May started, saw him throw a complete game. And then right after that, you know, he was throwing uh, two hit, sort of shutouts or only allowing one run or so and striking out seven or eight. But, you know, we saw him uh, struggle in his last outing against the Yankees, allowed seven earned runs, and then the same thing uh, the time before when the Red Sox were at home. He allowed six earned runs against the Yankees. So ALE's teams just not uh, great for Nick Pavetta. You know, he, he's, he's really struggled with them. When facing opponents outside of the division, he has a 233 ERA. Then the AL East, 757. So says it right there in the numbers. Luckily, the Cleveland Guardians were outside of the division. And 
his curveball looked nasty throughout the night, looked a lot more confident with his pitches, uh, and was able to get out of multiple different jams. We saw in the second inning, first and second, struck out two batters seamlessly to get out of the jam. Then the fourth, it was second and third, and he was able to force the batter to ground it right back to him to end the inning. Great way for Nick Pavetta to really find a way to get out of those jams that could have made this game a lot closer with it obviously being a very low scoring game throughout the entire thing. And if the Guardians were able to come off clutch in either of those situations, we could be potentially talking about uh, an extra innings game or even a Red Sox loss because, uh, you know, this offense has been unfortunately very inconsistent throughout this entire uh, tough stretch. Obviously, it's due to the injuries. You know, Yomer Sanchez, Jeter Downs being out there, Rob Ruff Snyder, uh, Jaron Duran with how he's hitting right now, it's it's not going to help you whatsoever. Mixed with Franchi Cordero, Bobby Dalbeck, and, you know, it's, it, it, it's just sort of like what Lauren and I talked about, kind of like a spring training lineup. You know, that's what happens when, you know, 14 injuries uh, really start to pile up for a team. We're going to be talking about a little bit more of these injury updates in our second segment of the Locked On Red Sox podcast. But uh, looking a little bit more into how these runs actually came on the board for the Red Sox and also the Guardians as well. We saw Yomer Sanchez line a single into left field uh, to drive in Jackie Bradley Jr. Then uh, Jose Ramirez ended up scoring off of a soft grounder to tie the game one-to-one. And then Alex Verdugo doubled off the monster super clutch hit uh, to drive in Ref Snyder to make it two-to-one to break the tie. And then Christian Vasquez, a guy who has come up clutch throughout this entire season, he's just really exceeded all expectations, which potentially lean the Red Sox organization thinking about trading the longest tenure current player on the roster uh, during the trade deadline. He is going into, into his final free agency year, but talking more on the positive end of singling to center uh, and scores Verdugo to make it three to one. So really great overall win for this Red Sox team. Hopefully this is a start of a winning streak, a rebound, uh, we could call it. Um, can't get too excited. One game, you know, ho- hopefully they can, you know, continue gaining confidence, gaining back that swagger. And I hope that this homestand will, will really help them a lot and, and really fuel them uh, when they really need it most, uh, you know, especially with the atmosphere at Fenway. The players have talked about it time and time again. It fuels them. It, it gives them energy. It makes them want to play harder. You know, Alex Verdugo talks about it all the time ever since he's been with the Red Sox, just how the crowd uh, is able to help the team ultimately um, not always win, but, you know, obviously want to play a lot harder. Um, And sometimes the results go their way. Sometimes they don't. But at the same time, the crowd will always help. The home field advantage will always help. So hopefully the Sox can continue this success uh, going into this rest of this Guardian series and the rest of this homestand. They're going to be home for the next 10 days. So, this is going to be a very important time uh, for the Red Sox, not for not only 2022, but also 2023, because you know a lot of these decisions that we could be talking about on this podcast in the next week or so um, could really determine what the team is going to look like uh, in 2023 and what we could be talking about for the rest of the season. That's why I keep on bringing it up. You know, I'm not trying to be annoying talking about the possibilities of guys getting traded, but in all reality, August 2nd is coming up in one week. And so, uh, you know, something that I really want to do and I know Lauren really wants to do with this podcast is 
you know, try and educate people who might not know about the Red Sox or watch them all the time or every single day like I do. So um, if you're a regular watcher of the Red Sox, you're probably like, Jake, why are you reminding me of this? But that's why I'm reminding you of it. But great overall win for the Red Sox. Really nice to see Nick Pavetta uh, back on the mound looking like himself. That's going to be huge for the Red Sox down the stretch once we start to see these uh, crucial pitchers and, and guys who were uh, – really key pieces in the rotation uh, start to trickle back. You know, some of these injuries uh, starting to heal up, luckily. And the Red Sox, that will pr hopefully help them uh, have a lot more success in August, as we've seen. July has been really tough. And, you know, I've been trying to keep the positivity with this with this episode, but another interesting stat that I saw from Danny Vietti today is the Red Sox have as many months with a winning record as the Kansas City Royals. That's one. And the Royals have the second fewest wins in the American League. Still trying to stay positive. The Red Sox are over 500. Got, got to be grateful for something. You know, the, the, the offense is starting to pick it up. You know, Nick Pavetta looked a lot better. You know, let's talk about the bullpen. Let's talk about some more positives. You know, John Schreiber continuing this great streak that we've seen him on throughout this season. One and one and one third, only allowing one hit, striking out two. Uh, just great performance of him overall. And then Garrett Whitlock coming out of the bullpen, pitching two innings, striking out two batters of no-hit baseball. That, this is where he was destined to be throughout this season. You know, who knows? You know, maybe the Red Sox will try Whitlock again in the rotation, but I love him in this bullpen role. Just shut the door. You know, right when he comes in, you know it's over. And hopefully the Sox can start to – really build up these wins and like i mentioned build up their confidence a little bit more so then we can see them in october so we can see them fighting for that trophy and ultimately ultimately that world series ring uh, that we're all hoping that they have at the end of the season but you know speaking about rings and fine jewelry i just want to take a second to talk to you about bluenile.com which is the number one place to find all fine jewelry that you're either looking for your special someone or just for a special life moment, you know, whether it's a birthday, whether it's an early Christmas present, whatever you're looking for, uh, BlueNile.com is the perfect place to find everything. And they also have these uh, great resources and online tools to help you do exactly that. You can you can choose the diamond shape, size, and clarity and setting style as well. So their bench jewelers also try and handcraft each piece of jewelry to fit your kind, especially if you're looking for an engagement ring, uh, they will make each and every single ring one of a kind for your special moment. So then your girlfriend or fiance uh, to be will be very excited. And uh, they also have great resources as well as the jewelry experts are available and at hand 24 seven available via phone or chat to help you find a memorable gift at every budget. So make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. And going on now is Blue Nile's anniversary sale. So save up to 40% on classic fine jewelry pieces and 25% on engagement ring settings. Plus, every order is insured, shipped free, and arrives in discreet packaging so that it won't give away what's inside. So shop stress-free and find your forever piece. Go to BlueNile.com today. So as I mentioned earlier in the episode, I'm going to be talking about more positive things, injury updates. So Michael Waka threw a live BP today in face hitters for the first time after getting injured early June. And he said that he was happy with his progress and feels like it's a step in the right direction. So he'll probably do that one more time this next week. And then hopefully the Red Sox will schedule him 
for a rehab assignment. So, you know, we could potentially see Michael Waka the start of uh, the start of August or second week of August. Who knows? But um, I think he's just been a great piece for the Red Sox. I, I think, honestly, if he was not injured um, at the moment, we could see the Red Sox try and trading him. But with, with him injured right now, obviously his value decreases a little bit. But Rich Hill is another guy who could potentially get traded as well. You know, both guys are on one-year contracts. But Rich Hill is starting on his rehab assignment in Worcester on Wednesday. So, you know, we could potentially see Rich Hill by the end of next week. Um, and then Trevor Story also took batting practice today. Uh, stories like Waka does not have a timeable return. But, you know, you got to stay positive with these things, you know. As I mentioned, you know, Red Sox have 14 injuries. So as these guys are starting to trickle back, it's it's going to feel like we're actually watching a major league team. You know, it's not these Woo, guy, Woo Sox guys filling in or uh, just a spring training lookalike offense that, uh, you know, where, where you don't feel confident watching the Red Sox, which we have not felt that way, you know, over the past like week and a half or so. So it would be nice to start feeling that way again. Uh, we can have a little bit more confidence going into tomorrow. Josh Winkowski is going to be on the bump for the Sox. Uh, you know, we're, we're, he's a guy who's coming back from uh, the injury list, ended up being put on there after testing positive for COVID-19. He's somebody who, you know, started off his most recent stint with the Red Sox very well, you know, was, was uh, throwing very productive innings, was looking like a guy who could potentially fit a long reliever role for the rest of the season and potentially next season as well, too. But um, struggled a little bit in his last two starts. We saw against the Yankees on July 7th, allowed six earned runs over five innings, ended up walking five batters as well. Obviously, control not there during that game. Ended up striking out two batters um, in his last most recent start against the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, ended up allowing four hits. Did end up pitching six innings, which is uh, very intriguing. You know, we saw him do that as well against the Chicago Cubs. So it's nice to get some innings out of a guy like Josh Winkowski, especially when the Red Sox bullpen isn't as reliable as we would like it to be. Um, he ended up allowing three earned runs over four hits walking two batters, and then striking out five against the Tampa Bay Rays. So that was his last start. Hopefully we can see a much better Josh Winkowski, a guy like we saw against the Chicago Cubs, um, only allowed one earned run uh, over six hits, striking out six. Even if he allows two earned runs, you know, I, I, I just uh, would like to see a lot more productive Josh Winkowski uh, at the moment, especially with how thin this offense is right now. You know, we haven't seen them score – uh, more than like three or four runs, uh, it seems like in the last like four to five games. So they really need to pick it up. Um, and the pitching is going to have to be a big factor like we saw tonight um, to be able to get these Reds to get the Red Sox these uh, these very close wins because the Cleveland Guardians aren't a bad team whatsoever, especially with the expectations that they started with at the start of the season. Uh, they also have a great farm system as well. So they're in a really good position right now. You know, a lot of these young guys that the youngest team in the entire league are really helping them uh, find ways to get these wins. So the Red Sox need to make sure that, uh, you know, they're on their game, you know, not only uh, offense, but the pitching is, is really uh, finding ways to be able to progress to wins and uh, not make big mistakes, you know, like we've seen over the last uh, few games by the Red Sox, which is, made them have these embarrassing and really tough losses. So hopefully we can continue this positivity throughout this week, but uh, 
not only throughout this week, but th during the trade deadline as well. You, Lauren and I are going to do our absolute best to help you stay as updated as possible about the Red Sox. You know, also um, keep you up as as knowledgeable with with different guests coming coming throughout the weeks. Um, we really want to do our best to give the best trade deadline coverage that we can. You know, with the possible you know franchise changing moves that the Red Sox could be making. So, you know, we could bring on some past guests, maybe some new guests as well, but we want to get as many different opinions on this show as possible. Some people who you like listening to or uh, could learn something from. So uh, we're always trying to do that and, and help really liven up this content that we're, that we're providing for you Monday through Friday. And, you know, if this is your first time listening or watching, make sure to subscribe on YouTube, whatever audio platform that you're listening to. But as we're continuing to update you about what's going on with the team, if you ever want to invest or try and get some cards of, you know, the new guys that are coming up for the Red Sox, or maybe some guys that the Red Sox could potentially trade for sports card investor app is the number one spot to get that it's completely free and you can easily browse over 630,000 cards from every single sport. And there's hundreds more added each and every single day. And I'm somebody who has collected cards throughout my life and it's, it's, pretty incredible how much has grown over the last year or so, especially with the values. And so, uh, you know, especially some of these cards uh, that you could be getting on this app, whether it's with the Red Sox or any other team or any other sport, some of these could get to, get to some really cool value that you'd be able to flip, uh, make some money off of. And, you know, that's always nice when you're trying to place, pay some bills or if you're just trying to get a great card to add to your collection. Sports Card Investor app is the number one place to get that. Whether you're looking for a Rafael Devers rookie card or even some most recent rookie cards, maybe uh, some Michael Harris uh, the third potentially. You know the, all these different great prospects that we're seeing as well. Uh, make sure to go and download the Sports Card Investor app today. It's available for free in the Google Play or Apple App Store, or go to SportsCardInvestorApp.com/backslash/locked-on today. But Going into our last and final segment of the Locked On Red Sox podcast, I just wanted to update you on a small little trade that the Red Sox made. They acquired Abraham Almonte from the Brewers in exchange for cash this afternoon. He's been assigned to Worcester, so not going to make any major impact on the major league roster. Almonte is also trying to earn a big league opportunity for what will be his 10th consecutive season. He broke into the majors in 2013 with the Mariners and has really bounced around the league uh, as a depth outfielder for the last few years. Um, and he's never played more than 82 games in any major league season. And he's suited up for the Mariners, Padres, Indians, Royals, Diamondbacks, and Braves at the major league level. And so far this season, the 33-year-old has had an excellent season with Milwaukee's top affiliate. He's been hitting 293 with 11 home runs and has had a great walk percentage as well of 11.7% through 48 games. But we saw last season as well with Atlanta, he hit 216 over 175 plate appearances. So it'll be interesting to see how Almonte could potentially be used, uh, you know, to replace some injuries, or we could see him later on in the season. It'll be it'll be interesting to see how he really uh, is able to play in Worcester. I'm I'm curious to see him. Um, I'm somebody who's who's going to be going in the next week or so. So um, hopefully I can see him there. Definitely going to do my best to update you guys uh, on this podcast about how he's looking. But um, I'm also curious how the Red Sox could potentially use him. Um, 
He's he has some center field experience uh, earlier in his career, but he's mainly exclusively uh, worked in corner outfield and a designated hitter this year. So he could potentially fill the right field role if the Red Sox trade Jackie Bradley Jr. Who knows um, if we can see Jaron Duran in that right field role? Mainly see him in left field, but we we obviously have seen Alex Verdugo man that left field position uh, throughout this season and a little bit during the end of last season, but. Be interesting how everything works out with the Red Sox, you know, in, in these next few days. We could potentially see some trades uh, before the August 2nd trade deadline. But we're going to be updating you about everything on the Locked On Red Sox podcast. And we thank you guys so much for each and every single day making Locked On Red Sox your first listen. And to make your second listen, uh, Locked On MLB Prospects. MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan brings you humor, passion, and his unique perspective on every team the biggest stories around the league. So follow the number one daily wide podcast locked on MLB on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. But also make sure to follow Locked On Red Sox on Twitter. It's LO underscore Red Sox, as well as myself. It's at Jake Iggy and also my co-host Lauren. It's at La 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 Three Laws Lauren with four R's. But as always, we greatly appreciate everybody tuning in to the Lockdown Red Sox podcast. And hopefully we can continue to provide some positive news about our favorite team, the Boston Red Sox. But we'll end this episode as we always end it. Let's go Sox. Peace.